Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line from Sydney, Australia, I'm joined by Director Justin Krizal. Good morning to you, Justin. Good morning. How are we today, sir? Uh, good. Marvellous. True History of the Kelly Gang is your latest film, which is showing at the New Zealand International Film Festival. Um, and I guess the straight straight from the um, the first opening, um, it sets that scene um, that I think um, runs really deep throughout the whole film. It's bleak, it's dirty, and it's hostile. You know, riding, galloping through, you know, some pretty... Um, desolate um, terrain really aren't you in the, in the opening scene it really does set the scene doesn't it yeah yeah well it's sort of a bit of a premonition I guess of what Nan Kelly's going to become and uh, the sort of legacy that he's um, you know uh, trying to kind of reach for is, hmm. uh, is so it's um, no it's, it's a pretty kind of stark and uh, bold image at the beginning of the of, of the film that yeah I, I guess sort of set the tone pretty quickly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now this is the 11th film about or based on the Kelly gang including 1906's uh, the story of the Kelly gang which was the first full-length feature film uh, ever um, with a real length of 1200 meters which I found quite interesting that's a big long reel um, you know, so and that was created very early on in, in, in the cinema, in cinema's history, especially uh, in Australia, uh, and only twenty six years after the death of Ned. Um, so, what is it about this story that is not only good fodder for filmmakers, but is also so ingrained in the Australian psyche? I guess that's what's so interesting about sort of Peter Carey's book. It, it, it was a real play on. That, that question and 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 why we we sort of gravitate towards you know this sort of 25 year old bushranger and uh, try to kind of I guess seek some sense of who we are through him um, you know when I was growing up you'd, you'd have a Ned Kelly pie you'd go to the museum and see his <laughs> armor I mean he was he was a kind of he was a bit of a carnival um, and and I think you know the, the book really addresses that idea of this this man sort of trying to save his own history trying to kind of write it for his unborn daughter before it's kind of stolen away from him so the the, the book was a was a sort of fantastic um i don't know look into the, the that curiosity as to kind of why we're 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 so interested in him i mean he's he's much more um Divided now, I, I mm-hmm. think we kind of revered him maybe years ago in in a, in a very uh, strong way. I think now there's 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 many more differing opinions about uh, kind of who he was and and uh, kind of what he did. Um, there's a couple of themes in the film and uh, in, in the book um, that I was really interested in the classism and the colonialism of it um, two things that kind of go hand in hand Australia along with the states had a lot of migration from um, from Ireland uh, and the UK of course um, and that was due to it being a penal colony uh, and after the sentence I, I guess um, a lot of the Irish folk couldn't go home um, you know and, and they were Pretty much straight away, the bottom of the pile, and and there was kind of no way out, and that's um, you know that's how Ned's and, and the Kelly gang's life was, right? I mean that they, they were um, f- well, their, their parents of course were from from a foreign land, and they're put in um, uh, in this terrible situation where it's hard to get out. So was that really important to you to show the struggle with class and colonialism in the film? 
Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think it's always been there with our history, and I think we've, and, and that sort of speaks to probably the question before why we've been interested in him. I think that, um, you know, we do like those kind of rogues and those rebels, and we do come from kind of, I think, an Australia sort of stock that is sort of anti class um, and anti, um, yeah, and anti authority. So, uh, I think I think sort of through history, it, it, you know, we've always had kind of new migrants that that you know have always tried to kind of find their place and tried to kind of um, uh, you know rebel and 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 I think that that's kind of been a, a really important part of our our history and who we are and um, and, and, and class is something. Uh, especially in Australia, it, 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 anyone can do anything. I've always sort of found so it, 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 that 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 kind of recalling against uh, class has, has actually sort of been part, always part of our nature and part of our humour. Um, so yeah, I I I, I think um, I think it was counted, <laughs> you know, right from the start. Yeah. I mean, the Irish, Irish definitely kind of experienced that 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 sense of uh, you know, anti-rule and anti-class. Mm-hmm. Um, the film has a great cast uh, with the two Kiwis, Marla Williams and, and Russell Crowe. I'm going to call him a Kiwi for for the sake of this. Um, and a three actually, you got Thomason as well. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, uh, and and you've and you've got a Brit, um, the excellent George Mackay, uh, even though he's he's half Australian. Um, but still, were you worried about kind of getting the backlash like Tony Richardson did when he cast Mick Jagger uh, in the role, and the which led to the protest from the Australian Actors' Equity and, and Kelly's descendants? Were you a little bit worried about that class um, when you cast the Brit in that role? Uh, no, I mean, I, I look, I think when you cast Mick Jagger, it's a big <laughs> statement, <Yeah. laughs> you know. So I can imagine why Tony Richardson kind of had that. Uh, kind of feedback, but um, no, I mean George. George is, uh, you know, or was at the time, pretty sort of uh, unknown actor, and um, he, you know, as as you said, he was half Australian, and I found that really intriguing. And mm-hmm. he had a huge um, desire to kind of come back and and really kind of learn about that sort of part of his life. So. And he just did an amazing audition. I mean, I, I, I auditioned, you know, so many young male actors, and um, you know, at the end of the day, he, he really was the best one. So it was, um, it was a bit of a, a no-brainer for me in the end. Yeah, and and young Ned, I thought was uh, excellent as well. Yeah, yeah, he was a young, beautiful uh, actor called Orlando Schwartz, who, um, yeah, it was the first film he's kind of ever acted in, and um, yeah, he was. He was—he's uh, really something. He's going to be—he's going to be a great, great little actor. He looked very Australian in that film. That haircut. Yeah, yeah. We they, we, we had fun with haircuts in the <laughs> film. Um, we uh, we we really enjoyed uh, getting getting a uh, getting a mullet out or yep. a, or a bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> how did Marlon get involved? Well, how did you get Marlon involved? Um, I was just surfing through, looking at video clips, and I found. And I found Marlon's one of Marlon's clips, and I uh, I just loved the the look and you know his, his incredible voice. And we were looking for a kind of American actor mm-hmm. um, because uh, George King was American, 
and uh, and a kind of swooner, and there started to be a very kind of um, um, music musical kind of presence in the film. Um, and then when I sort of saw him, I, I, I was really curious, and I thought it'd be fantastic to kind of speak to him. And after kind of having a chat, he was really sort of keen to um, you know to, to try out. I think he'd already done some acting uh, as well, so he was um, you know he's really natural, Marlon. He's, Mm. He can do anything. He really, he really can, and, and does have one of the most sort of extraordinary voices I've heard. So, um, no, we're very lucky to to get Marlon and have him as part of the film. Yeah, he's a wonderful chap too. He's a lovely, lovely he human. Is, yeah, yeah, nicest man. Yeah, very much so. Um, what are your thoughts on the Kelly Gang? You know, uh, and Ned, anti-hero, criminal, victim. What are your personal thoughts? Well, it's really hard because it's the perception of him. You know, it's it's. I I don't quite know who the real Ned Kelly is. I think he's been so bombarded with books and films and yeah. thoughts and ideas and you know beer cream and beers and like. I mean, he really has has become so much for for so many people. So, um, you know, I I I think he's probably made up of many parts. That, that people gravitate to, but I, I I saw him as as a kid. You know, I I was really interested in how young he was, and yeah, um, I was you know to, to me that gang looked like a kind of you know young band. They they just looked incredibly young in the photos, and mm-hmm. um, that that's probably what I gravitated to most was 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 how could such a huge um, kind of story uh, surrounds such a kind of young kid and, and for him to die so young as well uh, in, in Australia which was pretty bad land then you know yeah. it was it was a pretty unforgiving kind of place um, so look I, I, I have a lot of empathy and interest in his story and um, uh, you know and um, obvi- obviously there are things that he did that were um, you know that have really divided people but uh He's, he's certainly, you know, an, an intriguing, an intriguing character in Australian history. Yeah, like the the youth thing. Um, a lot of people kind of forget that when it comes to um, some of the people that are, that have passed in the past that have become infamous or, or famous. Because just before I watched the film, I had watched something on this kind of off topic a little bit, but I watched something about um, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, and yeah. he was like twenty two. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. think you think these people are a lot older than what they actually are, but they were just kids. I mean, I, when I was twenty five, same age as Ned, like I, I just couldn't imagine doing the kind of things that he did at that age. Yeah, but you know, there's sometimes you go in, you, you go and see a young band, and you see that band on stage, and you suddenly realise they're nineteen, but they <laughs> completely and utterly are captivating the room, and it yes. really just comes from an unbelievable confidence and. And wonderful kind of arrogance to you know that that I, I think does spring from youth. You know, mm-hmm. it, it springs from sort of a naivety that actually makes you do things and try things. So I I was, I was fascinated in that energy, and he reminded me of a lot of just just young people that have become quite infamous through history. Like there there was something rash and bold and and imaginative I mean he was incredibly creative um, yeah. especially in the way he um, you know sort of fought off the police in Glen Rowan and sort of created this sort of armour and um, so that that I think is a is a great sign of youth especially 
you know, coming out of your teens into your early 20s. There's a kind of few years there that, you know, you feel as though you could do anything. What could he have been if he had gone to school? Well, I think that's what's fantastic in the book is that, he, you know, Peter Carey brings him to life as a writer. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, with words. So you you really you really feel very intimate with him. And I, and I think that was what was so different from all the other books and that were, were, were books that were observed about him. They were kind of like suggestions of stories or narratives and stuff. And then suddenly you got, a, you know, this incredible author like Peter Carey suddenly brings him to life through voice. So, so I, you know, when I was sort of reading the book, I was going, well, you know, this guy really could have been anyone. He could have been a, um, you know, um, a, a prime minister. Yeah, you know, he really was sort of uh, um, hugely uh, creative and and um, and and had a kind of will to him. So, you know, we 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 definitely kind of imagined, you know, that that there was sort of something there that he could lean to. And in Australia at the time, you know, there was there was sort of possibility, um, which was very different from 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 the UK. So. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, indeed. Well, it's a it's a wonderful film. It's a great depiction from angles that I've never really seen um, Ned from before. Um, so well done for, to bringing it for bringing it to life. Um, uh, and it's so beautifully shot. Um, you've done such a great job, and I'm, I'm glad it was back in a, in, in Victoria. And um, it just looks the part. Um, the you know the whole way through from costumes to to scenes to to everything so it's a wonderful cast wonderful film so thank you so much for joining us this oh, morning justin you. thanks so much cheers absolute pleasure the film is showing at the new zealand international film festival uh, which has gone online this year due to COVID 19 uh and it has its premiere at seven o'clock on friday the 24th once again justin uh, have yourself a wonderful day and thank you so much cheers thank you cheers, cheers. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.